Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, A Warrior's Will, written by Golganash. Humans might be the greatest warrior race. I'm sure there are many who would doubt this statement. They might say, but they do not have the strength or durability of the Palkath. They do not have the raw numbers of the Irith Hive. They do not have the tactical genius of the Kiriki. But do you want to know what all those races have in common? The humans have defeated them. All three of them have fallen under the humans, unable to contend against them. You might wonder how these humans, these fragile five to six feet tall, unarmed mammals, might be able to contend with any of these races, much less all three of them. The answer is pure willpower. Some may mistake this for stubbornness or recklessness. It is true that humans have these in abundance, but their willpower is even greater. An example of this is their now infamous tendency for self-sacrifice. But this is not unique to humans. All warrior races are willing to fight when they know they will die. All are willing to die for their species. But humans extend this sacrifice to such an extent that even the most dull Irith drone or insane Karaki would flinch back from. They do not limit their sacrifices to soldiers and weaponry. I'm sure you've all heard of how the humans destroyed their own homeworld. Who hasn't? They'd sacrificed anything and everything in order to achieve victory. Their history. It's full of suicidal charges, desperate last stands, and what makes humanity great is that they do not shake their heads at the stupidity of them. If anything, they defy the men and women who died in those examples of tactical idiocy. While humans are aware of the phrase, live to fight another day, I rarely see them actually follow it. They will throw everything into the one final battle over. And over again, they are stubborn, reckless, fragile race that will stop at nothing to further their goals. And that is why they are the most powerful and terrifying species in the galaxy. End of story. Story number two. Silver-Tongued Liars, written by Ryan Tiffic Theory. It was massive, standing easily 14 feet tall. It towered over everything and everyone present. In disbelief, the surface coordinator found themselves glancing at the event list before making a logical connection that this was unplanned. The security guard standing next to it looked a little pale as he tried to babble out an explanation. S sorry to d disturb you, ma'am. It just arrived a little back and, and asked to see who made the lie of the future. Not a hundred percent, but we think it means you. The tablet rattled against the ornate silver bracelet as her hand started to shake. She looked up at what was, without a doubt, the most destructive being in the known galaxy. 
yes, um, can I help you, sir? It looked down before sinking low enough to merely loom above her. You are the one who seeks to create the future. Its voice was like gravel deep and rumbling, the entirety without inflection. The base of its words vibrated in her lungs. She swallowed before hazarding a response. Uh, I'm not sure. I just handled the schedule for, for the m- memorial events. After a moment, it nodded. A minor lie. You are the one I seek. I asked you to bend your lies in such a way that I may speak in the false memory. There is much to be said. The poor coordinator dropped her tablet before stuttering out an answer in the affirmative. The guardian rumbled out a final parting line. Thank you. There are five of us. We will wait. Before striding off, each step shaking the ground, the security guard helped picked up a tablet before laying the steadying hand on her shoulder. A right fright in it. She just stared at him for a moment before dialing a phone. For being a completely last-minute addition to the ceremony, it wasn't bad. The Prime Minister was taken aback when told that he was going to have five guardians participating in the memorial. But unlike others, he was ecstatic about the optics. It would mark the first time the guardians had done anything outside of their cryptic faults and the first time that they had interacted with humanity on their own. Not to mention that they were the reason that the service was a full five instead of five thousand. He had more than enough reason to thank them, and he would do so in front of a curious galaxy. Some last-minute strings fooled, and he had everything he wanted. Straightening his suit, he stepped forward to deliver the main history-making event. Etta stood Etta waited. The small creatures before him droned on, spreading lies. Some Etta imagined to be sincere, others not. Curious little humans, the round one speaking turned and gestured to Etta. Here we have collected before us our beings of honor. I felt confusion. They are the ones who held back the tide, who in the face of utter destruction and hopelessness stood strong and pushed back the swarm. Half-truths, they ignored the safety of their fortifications and pressed out, willingly risking their lives to save those of the civilians that they had never sworn to protect. They held back a superior force, purchasing each moment with blood until the entire settlement had evacuated. In honor of their courage, bravery, and sacrifice, lies... For the first time in history, we hereby bestow upon another military the highest honor humanity can award, the Medal of Honor. The crowd broke into applause, standing as though the meager gain in stature would project more. Thanks? Now, I will personally place the award for Etta, the being who led their team to victory. The portly human stepped back from his podium, heavy wood providing a false sense of gravity and strength. Waves of humans washed forward with cameras flashing, yet they were not alone. Thousands of others, from as many as species, littered the audience, called forward by sickly sweet lies of humanity. Lies that I had fallen for, too. The human waddled forward, placing a hand on my hand on my gauntlet. I lowered my head to hear his words. Thank you. My daughter was there and I... His breath hitched. I... Don't know what I would have done. You are a great man.
Strange how I wanted to believe him. Leaning back, he squeezed my gauntlet, almost imperceptible, before awkwardly hopping to drape a minute metal disc around my neck. Yet the tears in his eyes told me that he believed his lie. He stepped back and gestured to the podium as it slowly doubled and then tripled in height. I took my place. Much of what he speaks is lies. The cheering crowd silenced as my words rolled out. We are not beings of honor. We were not truly the ones who held back the swarm. We did not willingly spend our lives for the first time in a hundred thousand years. We were not brave or courageous, but detached and stubborn. As you know, the entire settlement was not evacuated. I watched as the professional liars in front froze before frantically typing words into their data pads. The reason you are here is that there were five who ended. Five humans who had taken it upon themselves to help maintain our fortifications. Though unnecessary, we knew they lied when they settled next to our fortification because they wanted neighbors. And we cared not, for it changed nothing. We asked what they wanted again and again, and they said nothing. They would ask petty favors, such as watching the little ones. We knew it was not the truth, yet we still found ourselves minding their spawn, answering questions on battles won before your species walked. The liars in front had slowed their typing and now did little more than watch me. Every time we met, humanity would lie to us. Walking into town on patrols, we would ask those who were struggling to carry their load. But when we took it from them, they would say that they didn't need any help. Yet, thank us. Over time, they began to call us their guardians. Another lie, as we were there solely to prevent hostile claimants from settling. As though the name of the thing would change us. They baked us grand feasts, despite our nutrition being complete sent little gifts despite us wanting nothing, and sang to us, despite song had been new. Yet, every single time we asked what we owed them, they would lie and say nothing. I briefly tested the weight against the podium, feeling the reinforced frame below it start to give. When the swarm landed, we analyzed their numbers and made tactical decisions to shutter the fort as we had more than a million times before. It was impregnable and would have protected all of us from the swarm fall until we could burn them out later. How? Five humans included, but the seconds the shutters closed, Alan, as weak and smallest of you, came sprinting into the command center, open with little lies that you so fond of saying, say that he deserves to know, as though he were a soldier. I noticed the graying human that with many metal pins covertly sending messages. His posture spoke of stress. I took a deep breath, unsettled by the number of beings staring silently at me. I had brought the end of many more enemies many times before, but never had I been the focus of so many others. When we told him that the impending strike, he demanded that we open the fort, that we protect the settlement. I tried inflection. That was our purpose. He then spun out the most beautiful lies that we had ever heard. As the other four humans arrived, he spoke of how we were heroes, not just giants in stature and strength, but beings of honor. 
guardians of hope. Much like the little one here, he said that we stood ever on the battlefront and held back the raging tides. That, because of us, there were those that could sing songs and bake cakes and send little gifts. This was more difficult than anticipated, so I allowed myself a little lie. You need to do this. He sold us such a far-fetched lies that we stood as soldiers who had served longer than his species had existed and questioned the wisdom of our decisions. That our mission was not a singular goal that had been set in lost eternities, but flexible, capable of protecting. The recounting felt uncomfortable, but even the boldest of lies did not move us. The professional liars sat motionless, doing nothing more than broadcasting, telling the truth. We told them that we were humbled by the strength of his lies, but that we would not die for them. He then told us that they were only lies because we allowed them to be, and that the moment that we were ready to become true, we only had to choose. I asked him to prove this. I looked into the crowd, despite the towering over the greatest of them. I felt strangely small. They grabbed the only thing they could lift, ancient training pistols, and dragged them out of the entrance. It marked the first time we did not punish theft for the cessation. Though our inaction killed them, we watched them die in the hope that they would create a truth from a lie. They were all the things you name us, but they were those things in truth. We merely made a choice to accept their lie. We have stood against all hostile forces for a millennia, unbending, unbroken, and unchanged. We weathered all enemy incursions, and without fails, we burned them out. So it goes. We have spoken with the central reporting post and agreed with our conclusion. We would like to change. We have all chosen to disband. We have chosen to join humanity. We will be your guardians. We will make your lies truth. In the silence that followed Etta's pounding walk from the podium, a single pin drop would have echoed across the thousands gathered. Humanity, young, naive, and generally harmless, had quite abruptly inherited the oldest and most powerful military force in the galaxy. The following cheers were equally shocking in their intensity. Etta was reached up and touched a small piece of metal, not quite dangling from it. His, he decided, neck. Alan, he thought, would have been pleased with a false memory for him, a promise to future that he had decided would come true. After so many endless years... Etta would become something new. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And, if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.